This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, will frontline essential federal employees get hazard pay? The coronavirus pandemic has put the Postal Service under significant financial strain. And the Pentagon reassures service members with dangerous jobs will still get their incentive payments. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Senate Democrats are proposing $25,000 payments for federal employees working on the front lines of the pandemic. The recommendation is part of a broader legislative proposal for a fourth coronavirus rescue package. Senators say essential federal employees in health and safety agencies like the Veterans Health Administration, Transportation Security Administration will be eligible for maximum payments of $25,000. Federal employees teleworking from home during the pandemic would not be eligible. Essential workers in the private sector are also covered under the Senate proposal. Postal Service says it will run out of cash before the end of the fiscal year without help from Congress. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The agency's Board of Governors is asking Congress for $75 billion in the next round of coronavirus spending. A third of that would be direct funding. Another third would go to fleet and facility upgrades. The final third would be an increased line of credit from the Treasury Department. USPS expects a $22 billion loss in revenue over the next 18 months linked to the coronavirus pandemic. I'm Jory Heckman. The Pentagon says service members who get special incentive payments for hazardous assignments like piloting, diving, and parachuting can still get their bonuses, even if the pandemic is stopping them from carrying out those missions. DOD says troops should contact their chain of command to ask about any steps they need to take to keep their incentive payments intact. DOD and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence moved quickly to get new policies out to make sure contractors get paid. Under Section 3610 of the Stimulus Bill, agencies can pay vendors back at their current rates if their employees can't work because of the outbreak. DOD and ODNI also say contracting officers can forgive any delays in projects due to the emergency. The goal of the memos is to keep industry in a ready state over the next few months. The Army is offering prizes of up to $100,000 to companies who can design prototypes for a portable ventilator. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has the details. The Army is conducting the prize challenge through its X-Tech Search program. It's open to any American business as long as they're ready to pitch their ideas for ventilator technology via video conference by Monday. Officials hope to pick winners to build the first prototype a week later. The Army wants the devices to be mass-producible, low-cost, and ready to go into field hospitals that are still getting up and running. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The leader of the House Homeland Security Committee is calling on Customs and Border Protection to restore its weather and safety leave program for frontline officers. The program allowed CBP officers to come to their duty stations four days a week with one day on weather and safety leave. But Congressman Benny Thompson says CBP rescinded those schedules on the same day it cut back its hours at 45 ports of entry. He says the decision unnecessarily puts CBP officers at risk while border crossings are down. Thompson says vehicle and pedestrian crossings at ports of entry are down between 72 and 83 percent. Homeland Security's Consolidated Campus in Southeast D.C. could see funding in the next round of coronavirus spending. Congresswoman Eleanor Holmes Norton is requesting money for the St. Elizabeth's West Campus to help move DHS components move out of expensive lease space. St. E's has been in the works for more than a decade. DHS expects to complete construction by 2026 and have 14,000 of its employees work out of the campus once it is finished. 
More arbitrators at the Federal Mediation and Conciliation Service are turning to video during the pandemic. FMCS says at least 150 arbitrators can resolve labor management disputes now via video hearings and more are coming online each day. FMCS says the move allows it to keep its employees teleworking during the coronavirus pandemic, but the agency has been exploring the possibility of video before the pandemic. FMCS added a feature to its online arbitration system that allows parties to request video hearings and meetings. More federal rules fall by the wayside as the pandemic rolls on. Federal News Network's Tom Temin reports. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services has suspended several rules so that health care providers have more options to hire staff and treat patients. It lets doctors work across state lines telephonically if necessary. Nurse practitioners gain permission to do exams on Medicare patients in nursing homes. Hospice nurses get relief from training aides to free up time for patients. The CMS list of healthcare rules waivers now runs 29 pages. I'm Tom Temin. And NASA is seeing a huge uptick in cyber pings and prods over the last few weeks. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller. NASA has seen a new and aggressive wave of cyber attacks. CIO Renee Wynn said in a memo that the Security Operations Center has seen a doubling of the number of phishing attempts, an exponential increase in malware attacks, and twice as many actions required to block access to malicious sites. Wynn says the SOC has prevented success of these malicious attempts. She also provided employees with eight best practices, including not opening personal email or social media accounts on NASA equipment and using only approved software and applications. I'm Jason Miller. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus on our coronavirus resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com. I'm Eric White. 